Hi, this is Apostle A.H. Ross, and thank you for connecting with us on the Outpouring Podcast. We're here to connect, to proclaim, and to restore. We've uploaded content for your enlightenment, for your encouragement, and don't forget to drop us a message at any time. And you can also reach us at www.jocf.org. God bless you, and as always, remember, we love you to life. It's the word of God that does that. And because of his word, amen, because of God's mercy, because he, first of all, he sent his word to heal our diseases, amen? That's what he did. He sent that word. And so I thank God for sending that word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Well, we're going to go right on into the word of God this morning. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, let's go ahead and get there. Grab your word. Amen. And I want you to turn over with me this morning. Can everyone hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. Amen. I want you to turn over with me there to the book of Psalm. The book of Psalm, you might say, well, Lord, we, we're in the Psalms on, on Wednesday nights. Well, we, we're in them this morning, on Sunday morning. Amen. Turn over to the book of Psalms with me. And I want to read one verse of scripture from that particular psalm. One verse of scripture, uh, Psalm 5, Psalm chapter 5. And I'm going to take it from the NIV. Just one scripture, one scripture. One scripture. All right, Psalm chapter 5. Amen. Let me make sure everything is good. Okay. All right. Psalm chapter 5. And I'm going to read one one particular verse there and it is verse three psalm chapter five verse three look at look at what he says he says in the morning lord you hear my voice in the morning lord you hear my voice in the morning i lay my request before you watch this and he says and wait expectantly let me read that one more time. Elder Sharon, you trying to get my attention? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. He says, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. Hallelujah. May God add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. The word of the Lord is already blessed. Let me just invoke God for this particular message on today. God, thank you for the worship. Thank you, God, for the scriptures read. Lord, we pray, God, that um, you were pleased. We pray that the people were edified. We pray, God, as we go into this word, Lord, that you would open our hearts and understanding, God, that we would be able to receive, uh, God, this word, this message on today. And God, I thank you. Lord, for this psalm um, that, that, that we just read on today, God, it is your word. And God, we, we, we hide it, as David says, in our hearts that we might not sin against you. God, this we pray, this we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. I want to talk this morning from this subject, the value of prayer. The value of prayer. Amen. The value of prayer. Um, the famous Hope Diamond, the famous Hope Diamond, which is located in the Smithsonian Institute, is known around the world for its size and for its beauty. If you get a chance to look that Hope Diamond up, look it up. 
Uh, it's a very beautiful diamond, very big diamond. It's the largest and it's the most perfect blue diamond in existence. It's the largest and the most perfect blue diamond in existence. As a matter of fact, this diamond weighs in at 45.52 carats. Hello, ladies. 45.52 carats. How would you like that to be hanging around your neck? <laughs> 45.52 carats. Having a worth, watch this, of $200 million. $200 million. All right? Having a worth of $200 million. This diamond, as you can imagine, is the object of desire. It's the object of desire. But as, as expensive as that diamond is, as expensive as the most, uh, most expensive ruby, the most expensive pearl, the most expensive piece of jewelry we can find, the most expensive car in the world, property, whatever we can find, despite that, despite its beauty, despite its worth, um, prayer is much more valuable than that hope diamond. Prayer is much more valuable than that hope diamond. Before we can deal with prayer, it's important for us to notice that David, David's prayer, according to this particular psalm, Psalm chapter 5, David's prayer, according to verses 1 and 2, uh, is directed to God. David's prayer is directed to God. Amen? Look at what he says in verse 1. Uh, verse 1 and 2, and he says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my sign, um, listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, my King and my God, for I pray to you. I pray to you. David didn't spend a lot of time talking to people about his problems, about his concerns, about his woes, about his issues, like many of us do. We, we pick the phone up and we get to crying out to our friends about this and about that. And how many understand that if you've got problems, if you have issues, if you've got concerns, that we ought to take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. That's what Big Mama and them did back in the day. They took it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. That's what Mama did. Uh, early in the morning, you would hear mama or grandmother up in the kitchen doing whatever they do, amen, in the morning, early in the morning, whether it was in the kitchen, whether it was in their rooms, wherever it was, uh, they were praying, they were crying out to God, and if they were not if they were not actually verbalizing words, they were moaning and, and rocking the one side, and they were, yeah, they had you and I on their minds, amen. They had our wayward cousins and wayward brothers and sisters on their minds, amen. I'm, I'm in fact, married to a woman that still carries that tradition on, amen. You can hear Bishop in the morning wailing and praying, amen, to God, talking to the Lord, amen just like her mother did and my mother did and my grandmother did. Amen. There is something about that prayer, but there is something about praying early in the morning. Hallelujah. So we should not take our concerns, all of our concerns. It's okay to have counsel. That's not what the, that, that's not, the Bible's not against having godly and wise counsel, but our, 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 our deepest concerns, our most urgent needs, amen, we need to take them to God in prayer. We need to take him to God in prayer. And so like David, we should all say something like this. Lord, hear my prayer. Hear the prayer of my disappointment. 
Hear, hear my secret complaint. Even the things I'm unable to, to, to verbalize, even the things I'm unable to speak to you, Lord, hear that too. Hear that too. Because we, when, when we can't say what we really feel, amen, there's a, there's, a, there's a song that says, I can just wave my hand. Right, I can just wave my hand. When we can't verbalize what we really feeling, Amen. We can just rock and moan, and and I'm gonna understand that 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 that's us communicating to God. That's us communicating to God. So so he says, consider my sign. It's right there in the text. He says, consider my sign. In other words. Think carefully. I, want, I need God to think very carefully. I need God to regard. Uh, I need God to draw near to me um, in, to, to, to my deepest meditation because the things that, that, that are disturbing me, they are disturbing my very soul. They're disturbing my very soul. I don't know if, if any of you have been like me, but I've had some things to disturb my very soul. Amen. I've had some things, amen, that, that's been on my mind, that, that have been on my mind, that have come across uh, uh, my, 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 my trail that has disturbed my very soul. Hallelujah. And so now the King James, if you, if you look at the King James and look at verse 1 in the King James, the word, the, the word meditation is there. The word meditation is there. What we got to understand, though, is that meditation sometimes involves sighing and, and it involves groaning and yearning. Those three words are interchangeable. Um, and, and, it, and it involves that for whatever we're praying for. And so in, in verse two, David says, listen to my cry for help, my king and my God. So in prayer, watch this, it's important to have the right perspective about the Lord when we're praying. It's important to have the right perspective about the Lord. He is both king and he is God. He's king because he has a kingdom and we are citizens of his kingdom. And because we're citizens of that kingdom, we have benefits. Amen. Elder Sharon read this morning about the benefits. Don't, don't forget the benefits, amen, of, of, of the Lord's blessings and the Lord being a, a kingdom person, being a kingdom citizen. So we're afforded, we're afforded certain rights and certain things in the kingdom, amen? We have provisions. We have protection. He's also God, amen? And, and because he's God, that means that we're in covenant relationship with, with, with God. And so David, David turns to this, the, 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 the God of covenant, the king of heaven, and he's speaking to the God of his covenant and the king of heaven, and he's praying to him, and he's laying out his petition to him, to him. I keep stressing him. Amen. Again, godly wise counsel ought to lead you to praying. When you're when you're when you're counseling with somebody and, and getting getting advice about your situation, that that conversation ought to end with someone saying, "We need to take this to the Lord in prayer." Oh God! So 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 David David says in verse three because verses verses one and two moves him to come to verse three and he says, "In the morning, Lord, you hear my my voice." <clears throat> In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. Didn't turn over to this one. Didn't pick up the phone for that one. Didn't jump over here on this. No, God is the first person that we direct our voice to in the morning. And in the morning, he says, he says, I lay my request before you. And then watch what he does. He waits expectantly. He waits expectantly. 
oftentimes in prayer, what happens is we drop our grocery lists off to God and, and we treat God like he, like he works for uh, Uber Eats or something, amen, and that, we, you know, we, we just make a request and wait on him to deliver. But no, David, David says, no, I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going to go do what I want to do and then come and, and, and wait on you to deliver it over here when I want it, or when, when I think you ought to do it. No, I'm going to wait expectantly for you to move in your timing. I'm going to wait expectantly for you to move in your time. So verses one and two brings David to the point of this kind of boldness. What boldness am I talking about? Waiting on God expectantly. Why do I call that boldness? It's boldness because in 1 John 5.14, 1 John 5.14 says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us confidence in approaching God. We boldly approach God's throne because we're approaching God, right, with the right prerequisites. We're approaching God knowing that, first of all, that he is God and he's king. We don't just approach God any old kind of way. So, so, so when, you, when you have folk that, 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 that uses language like, I told God, this is what I told God. I told God X, Y, Z. No, you don't tell God anything. You can make a petition. You can make a request. But you don't just tell God. Amen. So David understood, David understood that, that the, watch this, and you ought to write this down, that the who, the who of his prayer was crucial. It was a crucial ingredient to his expectancy of an answer. Let me rephrase that a little bit. The who of his prayer was a crucial ingredient to his expectation of an answer. The who of his prayer. His object was, was just as important as the prayer itself. But I want to give you several reasons. I want to give you several reasons why prayer is so valuable. Why prayer is so valuable? If you're writing, write this down. First of all, reason number one, prayer is a sin killer. Prayer is a sin killer. You can't be in prayer and stay in sin. Very, very difficult. You can't be communicating to the God of heaven and stay in sin. So when, when, when you're really praying, you're going to either uh, give up sinning or you're going to give up praying. Because it's very difficult to communicate with the God of heaven and still be in your mess. You can't have an open line of communication and prayer and practice sin. And so on the other hand now, when a person is saturated, has saturated his life with prayer, sin will not dominate your life. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 66 and verse 18, the Bible says, if I had cherished sin in my heart, then the, the Lord would not have listened. If I have cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. In John 9, 31, the Bible says, uh, we know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to godly persons who does his will. Amen. So there's, there, there's, there's scripture for that. There's, there's, there's scripture for that, that if we are in sin, amen, you cannot pray to the God of heaven and, and, and think you're going to have a communicating, uh, ongoing communicating prayer, prayer life, and stay in sin because there's going to be some conviction there. There's going to be some conviction there. It never ceased to, I never ceased to be amazed at people that live in willful sin, willful sin, who tell me, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray and ask God to bless me with this job and with the, who are you praying to? Because that God's not listening to you. That God's not listening to you. Not according to first, not according to John 9. 
not, not, not John 9.31. God's not trying to hear that, right? Who, who, who are you praying? Who are your prayers directed to? Remember I said the who of your prayer is, is crucial to your expectation of an answer. Oh, yeah. So, so we got to understand that number one, prayers are set and killer. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Watch this. Number two, here it is. Prayer is a power bringer. Prayer is a power bringer. Y'all remember the story in Acts chapter two, when the church prayed, the power of God came down on, uh, on those believers and they were tarrying, waiting on the power of God, waiting on the promise of the Holy Spirit. And here it is that no church, no church will have power unless they are effective in prayer, unless they have effectual, unless they have fervent prayer being offered on the church's behalf. Jaws of Clay was founded upon prayer. We're still, we still uh, have, have, have a very crucial component of our, of our church called our intercessory team. Amen? Amen. A amen. And so it, it, it is, it is, we are living in moments where it is huge. It's, it, it's very important for us to stay uh, in prayer and to increase in prayer. As a matter of fact, in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible says that they all join together constantly in prayer. And in Acts 2, that prayer ended up bringing the power that the people were waiting for and tarrying for, amen, um, in, in that particular place. And so our intercessory team, um, led by Bishop, uh, is on a 40-day prayer. They're on a 40-day prayer visual, amen, and, and, and it's leading up to our election. So we want to be praying with them. We want to be praying for our election. We want to be uh, fervent in these, in these 40 days leading up uh, to this particular election. And so we got to understand that prayer brings power. Prayer brings power. Prayer also bring, it is, a, is a victory giver. Prayer is also a victory giver. Amen. It, it's, the, it's the praying Christian who is the overcomer. The one that prays, that's the one that's the overcomer. And, and, and real faith in the heart is expressed through a, prayer, through, a, through a believer's prayer life. When you have faith, you talk to God. When you have faith, you believe that God can move any mountain. You believe that God can heal any disease. You believe that God can, 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 can calm any storm in your life. And so the one who has no faith, that's the person that does not pray. Because here it is that if you're going to pray, why worry? If you're going to worry, why pray? And so many people in churches are defeated. So many people are hindered in their spiritual walk because of a life of prayerlessness. And so if you want to be uh, uh, a victorious believer, a victorious Christian, you got to pray. You got to pray. Matter of fact, you need to take time out to read Psalm 118. Psalm 118 is a prayer of thanksgiving for victory that God gave over, that God gave to Israel. He gave Israel the victory. And, and I'm telling you that if you would just simply take time out to give God praise and give God uh, adoration, amen, doing your prayer time, victory is going to be yours. Victory is going to be yours. So prayer is a victory given. I'm almost done. We're almost there. Here it is. Here it is. So prayer is a victory giver. First of all, I said prayer uh, <clears throat> is a sin killer. Prayer is a power bringer. Prayer is a victory giver. Watch this. Here it is. Almost 
to the third to the last one, third to the last one, prayer is a holiness producer. <laughs> prayer is a holiness producer. Prayer will result in holy living. Remember, I said you can't stay in sin and pray. Next to impossible. Amen. You, you, you can rest assured that those who pray, amen, we, we, we have a desire to live holy. We have a desire to live consecrated. We have a desire to live separated, amen, from the world. We have a desire to live Christ-like. We have a desire to be in lamp mode, as I say all the time, to be in lamp mode, light shining all the time, amen. Hashtag lamp mode, y'all ought, ought to hashtag that. Lamp mode all the time, why? Because when you are in prayer, hallelujah, when you're in prayer, that, that, that's where your mind is. That, that becomes your default disposition. Amen. The, the, the more I pray, the more holy I want to live. It, it's very difficult to be in communication with a holy God and you stay unholy. So if you come into God's presence in prayer, it's going to change the way you live. Right? Because prayer puts you in the very presence of the Holy God that we're praying to. Matter of fact, Jeremiah 29, 13 says, uh, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When you seek me with all your heart. Glory to God. Prayer is a holiness producer. Here it is. Next to the last one. All right. Prayer <clears throat> is an obstacle remover. Prayer is an obstacle remover. Glory to God. Prayer is an obstacle remover. If you recall now in the book of Acts, in chapter 12, verse 5, the Bible, there, you know, you see that Peter's in prison. Peter was kept in prison. But watch this. The church began to pray. Peter's in prison. The church prayed. Uh, somebody's in captivity, and then the church starts praying. Somebody's held in bond, bonds, bounds and chains and bondage, but then the church starts praying. The church was having a, a prayer meeting for him. He was the one bound and chained. He was the one in prayer, but here's the result. The result was is that God opened the door. God opened the prison. God opened it up. And, and then when God came through and shook everything up, Peter becomes free. Because why? Some folk got together and they prayed. Got to, we got to bring back the, 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 the trust in God and believe that God is able to answer all prayer. And so now obstacles are removed when God's people, watch this, exercise our responsibility and our right to pray. Our responsibility and our right to pray. We have a responsibility to pray. We have a, we have a right to pray. Amen. Prayer is a privilege. It is, it is a privilege to communicate with a holy God. A privilege to communicate with a holy God. Let's recap before we go to our last one. So I said prayer is a sin killer. I said prayer is a power bringer. Prayer is a victory giver. Prayer is a holiness producer. Prayer is an obstacle remover. Here it is, last one. 
prayer is a Christ revealer. Prayer is a Christ revealer. Christ revealer. So, so, so the way we can best reveal Christ in our lives is to stay cl in close communication and close communion with Christ himself. Right? The, the, the more we pray, the more Christ reveals himself. The more we pray, the more the mysteries of God, the mysteries of the scriptures open up to us. God, God will, God will un unfold his manifold wisdom, but not to the heathen, but to the one that's in, in constant communication, the one that's in communion with him. How do, we be, how do we stay in communion with him? Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, let him open up and I'll come in and do what? I'll suck with him. I'll spend time with you. Have you ever seen that picture of, uh, of, that, of that painting that describes that particular text? Uh, if you notice the painting, there's no knob on the outside of the door where Jesus is standing. There's no knob. So we have to open up ourselves. We got to open up and let him eat. We have to do that through the communication of prayer. So the more we're around someone else, because, you know, the more you're around people, the more like them you become. So the more we're around him, the more like him we're going to become. And, 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 and that's why, that's why it's important to choose, watch this, the right company. It's important to choose the right people to be around. And look, look at how the Apostle Paul prayed in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 19. And let's read that and we'll be done. Look at what he says. He says, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus um, and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give God thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayer, uh, verse 17 says that, that the God of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him my god in the knowledge of him having the eyes of your under of your of your hearts enlightened one version says having the eyes of your understanding enlightened having the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may watch this know what is the hope to which he has called you what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working in the A part of that verse in verse 19, according to the working of his great might? My God, look at that. Paul says, I'm praying this for you. I'm praying this, I'm praying this. He says again, again, going back up, he says, for this reason, because I have heard of your great faith in the Lord Jesus towards all the saints, he says, I'm not ceasing to pray for you. I'm not ceasing to pray for you. Apostle Paul understood the power of prayer. He understood the value of prayer. And saints of God, we are got to, we've got to get back to understanding that there is power in prayer. There's power in communicating to God. There's power in talking to God. There's power in, 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 in supping with him and spending time with him. Glory to his name. Power, power, power. Hallelujah.
Again, let me recap just one more time. I want to make sure you get all of this, that prayer is a sin killer. Prayer is a power bringer. Prayer is a victory giver. Prayer <clears throat> is a holiness producer. Prayer is an obstacle remover. Prayer is a Christ revealer. Thank you, God. Prayer is a Christ revealer. I want to pray for somebody, amen, that may be listening to this, may catch the rebroadcast of this. And I want to pray um, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. I want to pray that, that, that your prayer life itself, personally, I'm not talking about getting with a group right now. Yes, we want to, we want to pray corporately. But I want to pray that you be like David in Psalm 5 and verse 3, that in the morning you turn to God and God hears your voice. God hears your voice. God hears your voice in the, in the morning. Amen? I want to pray for you, and I want to pray um, not only for yourself, but I want to pray for all of us as a whole, that we would develop that attitude, that mindset. Look at that text one more time. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. You do. You hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and, and then I, not only am I going to lay it there, but then I'm also going to wait expectantly. I'm going to wait expecting. I'm going to be like the child that's in the window waiting for the store to open because I need to run in there and get that candy. Amen. I'm going to be like that. I'm going to be like that expecting child on, 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 on uh, 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 Christmas morning that can't, can't sleep. They can't sleep. They, 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 they stay up almost all night long waiting, waiting, waiting. Five o'clock in the morning, they on the floor tearing presents up. Amen. I, we have to be in expectation. If we don't expect God to move, God, God's not going to move. Because the Bible says, the Bible says that Jesus could not do any miracles in this particular, in one particular place, he couldn't do miracles there because the people didn't have the faith to believe it. They didn't believe in him. They didn't believe in him. But how is it that this same Jesus could go other places and do mighty miracles? Mighty miracles. Only in his hometown is a prophet without honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you today. Thank you, God, for this vehicle, this powerful vehicle of prayer. God, we come right now repenting. Any one of us, God, Lord, who have taken prayer lightly, who have not been serious about uh, the duties that we have to pray, God, you, we have a duty as believers to pray, not just a privilege, but a duty. We ask God that you would forgive us for taking those, that, that, that duty lightly. And Father God, I come right now, God, praying for focus, focus, Lord. I, I come against distractions, God, the distractions of the world, the cares of this world, God, that choke out, oh, God, your word from our very existence. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we will make a, a conscious decision, Lord, to in the morning, we will seek you, Father. First thing in the morning, last thing before we go to bed, God. And even in the midday, Father God, we're, we will pray to you, Lord, uh, all throughout the day, God, seeking your will, seeking your faith, seeking uh, more understanding about you. And as Paul prayed, God, that that the eyes of our uh, understanding will be enlightened, Father God, that we could know you, Father God, that we could know you, God. 
oh God, that we can know the riches of your glorious, uh, uh, of, his, of your glorious inheritance, God, for us. We can know, God, the immeasurable greatness, Father, of your power towards those that believe in you, Father God. God, we want to know you intimately. We want to know you, God, like, 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 like never before. We want to know you more than we know anyone else, God in the name of Jesus, because we understand, Father God, that in you we live, we move, we have our being. And God, I thank you. I thank you for this word. And I pray that this word, God, will be hidden in the hearts of your, of your people and, and us as believers, that we would treasure it up so much so, God, that we might not sin against you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. Amen, amen, and amen.